Hello, this is Reverend Raymond Kaufman, pastor of the Log Cabin Community Church in Vinings, Georgia. Welcome to our podcast. Today, we're discussing the doorway to hope. How many of you have had the experience of praying, and it seems like God is not listening or not answering your prayers? To be honest, I would suspect all of us have. You know, when we pray, uh, we, we get several different answers. One is a yes. We like that. Sometimes it's no, flat out no. But most often, it's wait a while. And that waiting can be so difficult. Sadly, I have seen that people, when they get the answer no, it takes them to a bad place in their spiritual lives, in their spirituality. They experience disappointment and anger. I read a story about Ted Turner, founder of CNN News, and when he was a teenager, he was a very spiritual and religious guy. He had a younger sister. Her name was Mary Jane, and she had a terrible autoimmune uh, disease, and she was in a lot of pain and, and very, uh, a lot of discomfort. And he would come home from school, and he would hold her hand, and he would sit and talk with her and try to comfort her. And of course, as a young guy, he prayed for God to heal her and all of this pain to go away. And it just got worse and worse. And finally, he lost his sister. But when he lost his sister, he lost his faith because he said, I've prayed. I was diligent. I did all the things I was supposed to do. And God did not answer my prayer like I wanted him to. This too was the plight we read about in the Old Testament for the Hebrew slaves that were in the land of Egypt, and they were praying to come back to the promised land, and they were in a difficult time in their lives. Many of us go through a difficult journey, too. Some people call it a wilderness journey, uh, the kind of dark days of life that you're going through. And, you know, some people call it the dark night of the soul, because in that time, it, it takes us deep within, and we really find out who we are when we're going through a difficult period. Uh, the Hebrew people, there were whole generations crying out to God, wanting to get back to the promised land. And in the book of Isaiah, it addresses the charge that God is either ignoring their prayers or incapable of answering them. And we read this verse in the book of Isaiah, and it says, See, the Lord's hand is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear. What I hear in that passage is hope. Even in the waiting, there is hope. God gives us hope. He points out the things that become a barrier between God and us. And maybe sometimes those are the things we, we're called to work on. If we're feeling some sort of a disconnect between ourselves and God, we need to know what it is and what we can do to fix it. It takes some human responsibility. But in his love for us, God does not turn his back on us. He walks with us through difficult times. He helps us to remove obstacles that may hinder us. If we do not know what the obstacles are, such as the story we told about Ted Turner, the Israelites trying to get back to the promised land, we may see God as blind and insensitive or indifferent to all of our problems. You know, we live in a broken world where people have broken dreams and people have a lot of heartache. There are disasters like the one just recently, this terrible 
condominium collapse in, in Miami, Florida. There's disease and horrible diseases like the one Ted Turner's sister struggled with. And then in life, as we grow older, our bodies begin to fail. We age. That changes our world. And then life happens sometimes. The dreams that we have and the hope that we have sometimes don't work out just like we wanted them to. If one tries to live life without God, or one believes that you live life in the hands of an angry God, then the universe and our world becomes a very scary, lonely, and hopeless place. What do I mean by an angry God? You know, many people see God as someone who has to be obeyed and is looking for you to make a mistake and is going to jump out and say, aha, kind of like the policeman that catches us, you know, speeding or doing something wrong. God isn't a police officer like that. He loves us. He's a loving parent that wants to see us succeed and wants to see us happy. But many times we deal with shame and with guilt and regret, and we have to work through those things. You know what the best thing is about blaming God for all of our problems? And some people do this. When that happens, God is usually silent. He doesn't defend himself. And we're reminded in that silence that God is there and he's waiting and he's very patient with his children. Many people in life have to go through difficulties and problems and, uh, you know, feel like God is picking on them. But God isn't an angry God that picks on us. God is a God who loves us supremely, like a parent cherishes a newborn child. The Hebrew people we talked about, they they were without hope and they were dismal until Moses came along. And Moses wasn't the type of leader they were expecting, but Moses carried them through and led them to the promised land. And they whined and they grumbled along life's way. And then when they finally returned to Israel, they went to Jerusalem and they saw that the city had been destroyed. It was a very painful time for them. And they really had to find hope in that situation. You know, God gives us a chance to learn from our mistakes and to figure out where we have gone wrong in our grumbling or complaining and to see our errors and to step up and to do the right thing. God gives us hope. So when we strive to follow God and learn from our mistakes, we can, as the Israelites did, we can see hope descending from the heavens and living and breathing in our messy sinful world. Hope. It's a beautiful thing. But like our spiritual ancestors, we still live in the messiness of already and not yet. And that's where we have to learn patience. Sometimes we have to wait for that answer to our prayer. And living between the already and we want it now to the not not yet, it, it takes a lot of patience. Hopelessness is the doorway to hope. And when we're feeling hopeless, as we all do at times, there's nothing wrong with that. It's very human. But if we handle it in a positive way, it's the doorway to hope in our lives. On the cross, we received both justice of God and the amazing grace of God all wrapped up in one. On the cross, Jesus took our sins and he satisfied God's desire for justice. So we're a new people in Christ. We're reborn. We have a newness of life as God's children. Christ 
dies on the cross so God's redemption would come to all humankind. Hope is for all, all humankind. But sometimes in the waiting, we become impatient. My encouragement to you today is be reminded that God is a God of hope. Hopelessness is the doorway to hope, and Christ is our doorway to eternal hope. The promise of hope in the future is our hope in the present. We place our hope in the promises of God because they will never vanish or disappear. I don't know what you're going through in your life right now. Are you going through a dark night of the soul, a difficult time? And you're wondering, oh, can I hold on? Where is the hope? Where's the answer to my prayer? I encourage you. You're a child of God. God loves you. He cares about what you're going through right now. And don't forget that God is walking with you each step of the way. Hope is a beautiful thing. As we close our podcast, could we shut our eyes, quiet ourselves for just a moment? And as we sit in God's presence, could we share the Lord's Prayer together? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, and God bless you.